You're listening to the Movie Crew Podcast, and tonight we're going to talk about A Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge, and A Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors. You, no trouble. Me, fifth element. Supreme being. You will be a weapon. You will be a minister of death, praying for war. But until that day, you are cute. Sound off like you got a pair. Bitches. Thanks. Correct movie this time, right? You had that plan, didn't you? Uh, well, <laughs> he's been no. thinking about that gonna, every day. Yeah, we're gonna do it every episode, right? That's, that's gonna be our thing. I'm Brian Elkins. With me here tonight, Mr. Jeremy Benson. Hey. And Mr. Jared Callen. How you doing, Brian? <laughs> what the hell is going on? Uh, I don't voice? know, man. He's I'm... just gonna do the whole podcast and trailer man voice. <laughs> Dude, it's gotten worse. Yeah. Since uh, I'm still last having a, um, <clears throat> still getting over the sickness, but uh, I'm down with it. Uh, practicing that uh, mother uh, sews socks in hell too much. Your mother sews socks in hell, Marin. <laughs> I did it really good in the shower this morning, but uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. A Nightmare on Elm Street. Part two. Freddy's Revenge. <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck that means. Who's, who is Freddy getting revenge on in this movie? That doesn't even make any sense, does it? I think that's one of those... Titles before there's a script. The movie that breaks all the rules. 
What rules? <laughs> According to the writer and director, like, what? No, it's the beginning of the franchise. There were no rules. We're only making the second one. Oh, okay. It's not like it's not like there's franchise rules. Like, fuck that, right? This movie's like, they like looked at the first one and they were like, didn't really watch it. But they were like, what, what's... <laughs> What's really cool about that movie? Oh, hold on a minute. Why do they but, keep going to sleep in that movie? <laughs> it's like, wait, wait. All right, there's a cool glove. All right, let's do something with that. Uh, there's this house. Okay, we got to have a, a scary house, right? Okay, it, well, it says it's on Elm Street, so it's got to be that house we were talking about first, right? Let's put that in there. Uh, it, it, okay, <laughs> the so last, hold on a minute. Last time it was it was a boy. I mean, a girl. So we're gonna make it a boy. Bob Shea says we have to have that Freddy guy in it. Oh, and that Freddy's got to be in there. But like, you know, what, well, what's he do again? They wanted to get somebody <laughs> else. They had some like random Joe Schmo originally in the <gasps> Freddy Krueger role. They were gonna swap him out. Yeah, it wasn't until they actually like shot with him on set and Bob Shea saw it was like, oh. Okay, that, that guy kind of sucks. Whoa, they did that for real? Yeah, then they brought back Robert England. Apparently, it was Robert, like, Robert England like, all right, I need, I need a pay bump now, yeah, bitch. Yeah, exactly. And they didn't want to pay You've him. You've insulted me. And it was like nothing. <laughs> what was that? The budget was, was fucking three million. Like, how much of a pay bump was he asking for? Get the fuck out of here. He's like, I, I bet I, two million went to him. What? No way. <laughs> He's like, he I am Freddy, bitch. <laughs> you can definitely tell when they, uh, they ran out of money in the makeup, though. At the end of this goddamn movie. What do you mean? When he's just running around like a crazy person? No, like the makeup's like really good in the first half of the movie. And then at the end, it's just dog shit. I just, I don't have any idea what happened. They were just like, you know what? Guys, there is nothing left. Sorry. Here, quick. Throw this uh, cat rat puppet together real quick. They're melting down other prosthetics and shit trying to make stuff. Either that or that by that time the makeup crew was just like. Dude, don't worry about it. Here, throw some human mask on these dogs. We're done. <laughs> it looks great. We can still see the strings, boss. Nobody will care at this point. <laughs> but it's so, it's so nuts, though, because the, the front half, I really like the makeup section. That, that's the only stuff I do like in this movie is, is Freddy's scenes up until the pool party. The pool party's insane. Remember last week when I it's told you? It's fucking insane. When it's Freddy basically goes to a pool party and he's like, ah, I'm going to push you in the water. <laughs> Are, are we are we ready to talk about that? Because there's some there's some problems I've got with that. Go. What with the pool party? Not with just the pool party. In that, okay. <laughs> Since we're doing two movies, they're kind of crossing in my head, but I do have a, a, a focus on this one part. So, like, um, when he becomes Freddy, is he Freddy? Is everyone at the pool party seeing Freddy, or are they seeing Jesse Jesse with the glove on? No, they're seeing Freddy. Yeah, I would, I would, I would assume they're seeing Freddy. <laughs> How does that happen? <laughs> Otherwise, like, wouldn't they all just like? I mean, Mark would just be arrested and thrown in jail. Like, it doesn't matter if Freddy, you know, <laughs> how, how like does comes he... and gets him or not. He's he's fucked. Where does Jesse go? He's inside, deep but, inside. Because isn't there a shot where you see where you open like down his mouth and you can see an eyeball down in there? So he's kind of like in there. Yeah, that's think, awesome. Like, so he gets sucked inside the body. He's, I, who he's knows, man. he gets to be inside Freddy. Because Freddy me. had been inside of him. It, they have like a werewolf transformation. I, you know, I kind of assumed the same thing. It happens like that. And then... I mean, that's the probably the best makeup scene in the entire film, though. When he comes out of Jesse's chest. Yeah. Yeah. That is an amazing scene. That was the one thing I wrote down is... That was good. But it's, in terms of, like, <laughs> logic, I, I don't know. Like, once he transforms, I would say, like, people, people are seeing They're Freddy... Seeing Freddy. 
Kruger, yeah. He's okay. running around. They're seeing the sweater, the hat, the glove. <laughs> on him. Burn up they saw him stand up and go, you are all my children now. You are all my children now. And they're like, you can't awesome. hurt us anymore. No, I love, no, I love the fucking dude who comes over. He's like, okay, bro. Is there, well, is there anything I can do for you? Like, <laughs> and Freddy's just staring him down like. <sighs> no, what he's doing is he's thinking like. Try to make some dream stuff happen, and nothing's <laughs> happening. He's like, man, this sucks. All right, let's let's let, let's let's talk about this film. Uh, and <sighs> it's it's, I guess what it's known for it being the gay, the gayest. <laughs> it's super gay. Nightmare film. I'm not Maybe. kidding. Look it up. Yeah, yeah, I can. Think it's, it's ranked as the the gayest, gayest horror movie. This horror is the gayest movie. horror film ever. But dude, you know, if you watch the film, yeah, I the did. story, yeah, from A to B. A lot of people are like celebrating that and saying it's homoerotic. I think it's fucking homophobic and gay bashy as fuck. Explain. All right. Movie yeah, I never st- took it as gay bashing. No, I didn't catch that either. Well, I'd say that for the end of the movie, right? So the whole thing is that Jesse, right? Yeah. He moves into Nancy's house. He starts having bad dreams. He's obviously a closet homosexual, right? He has these feelings toward his friend Grady. Freddie is able to manifest himself somehow through Jesse through his gayness right yeah right because because that that he the... is he is closeting a, a part of himself right? right he's closing a piece of himself off he's not sharing that with the world he's not being true to himself Freddie is getting access to him because of that well Freddie knows your dreams and he can manipulate m- manipulate you on what you want out of your dreams and so he knows dude's super gay and wants to hook up with his buddy so he's taking advantage of that and there's this and somehow he wants to <laughs> use him to kill him for him because he's too weak because nancy fucking weakened him i don't understand that he's like why can't he just like suck him in <laughs> why is it about like killing people in the real world now instead of like just in the dream world for freddie oh dude that's a that's a whole that's a whole nother like i i don't even know i don't have an answer for that okay. i don't think anybody does okay. do, you, do you have a theory <laughs> Well, I was just thinking that maybe maybe Nancy, when she fucking uh, did the... We didn't talk about it at the end of the last episode, but I wanted to bring up that basically the way you kill Freddy is the way that you kill the It character, the it creature. You start like, <laughs> yeah, you have no power over me. Fuck you. I'll turn my back on you. I guess she didn't write that in her journal or her diary. When the left. fuck did she write this journal? Oh, yeah, who knows? I, I hate when they throw things like that in there when we, we never saw Nancy writing shit. Yeah, they do that all the time in sequels, though. You know, I'm look. That's the, the, <laughs> that's last, the least, least of it. I know, <laughs> I that. know. But I'm just thinking, like, when they sold this house, uh, the only thing they left in it was this like journal up on a up on a table I mean, in, in the closet. But okay, so but Je- going back to Jesse and is his repre- repressed homosexuality, right? There's this other character that even at the beginning of the movie, they're kind of friends. They're starting a romantic relationship, a heterosexual relationship. This character, Lisa. Right. Yes. And Meryl Street. Right. She does look like young she looks, Meryl. She's like Meryl Street. Yeah. They start a they start a relationship. Yeah. And he doesn't want to kiss her. He runs away from her. Goes to Grady. Right. <laughs> Grady ends up dying because Freddie takes takes well, over. First, he has to say, "There's somebody trying to get into my body," and the guy goes. It's a girl, but you came to my house and wanted to sleep with me. Well, yeah, that is true. What the fuck, bro? Freddy gets control of uh, Jesse, kills a whole bunch of people, right? Goes on this insane killing spree, and the way he stops is by the girl kissing him. 
not from any other like supernatural force or anything. She kisses him, plants one kiss on him, and literally Freddie melts from him, melts away from Jesse. Jesse is covered in like black, uh, like charcoal, kind of like a. Um, I don't know, Sigourney Weaver, like a la uh, Ghostbusters, right? <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> she just kissed all the gayness off of him. Heterosexual relationship is now in resume mode. I don't see how that's gay bashing. What? Dude, Like this is like a movie for like a... Uh... Because he could be questioning. Like, am I gay? Am no, I he not? is not questioning. Then, oh, man, she's gay. <laughs> no, he is not questioning. What? You, what? No. And he doesn't even like kiss when he kisses her like his tongue he like he vomits his tongue basically on her and like gets all grows all big he just can't deal with it it's like Ugh! girls growth I mean that's just kind of how it, how it reads I mean it's, I don't know man also just looking at some of the interviews uh, the writer is like he's quoted as saying what was intended to be homophobic ended up reading homoerotic mm. and it's like well if you're trying to say like you're using homosexuals to be icky for straight white men, right? Yeah. Which is your target audience. That's, that's fucking homophobic, bro. Yeah, I can see where you're, where you're coming from. I didn't catch that, though. I mean, I was catching the innuendo and, and all that stuff, but I wasn't catching the... Oh, man, once she, when she kissed him away, I was like, what the... She just literally kisses away the gayness out of this you man. You can't kiss away the gay, bro. <laughs> she did. It literally melted from the fucker's face. So you're saying that this this movie is a lot like Top Gun, and that there's a underlying homosexual agenda. Yeah, well, I would I would say that that may be like you know healthy to the Top Gun one. Yeah, I don't I don't uh, yeah I'd have to go back and rewatch Top Gun, but yeah I don't I didn't I don't remember anything standing out. Yeah, but you know at the same time the LGBTQIA community they all support this film. Yeah, the gay community like they really love this movie. So I don't know. I don't. Maybe maybe they just like. I, I wasn't feeling a lot of negativity out of it. But um, watch the first half, and it's pretty innovative for its time. What do you mean? Throwing subtle gay things into there when when you know was... this was not subtle. <laughs> yeah, let's not call this shit subtle. Dude. I mean, when I was a kid, I saw it. And I was like, really? I think this is about him being gay. See, I, I didn't. I didn't see this one as a kid, so I, t- I don't. I don't know how it would have reacted. It may have like went over my head. Yeah, like, I mean, they're really good friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, rewatching this, I yeah, I don't think I'd ever watched it very closely. I, I don't think I'd watched the last thirty minutes. I don't think I've seen it in the last twenty years. <laughs> I think I always fell asleep. I mean, the only blatantly I gay mean, thing in it like, is the is the teacher, is the coach who gets killed with balls on his head. And he gets killed spanked. by balls, and well, because that's because he's an end to S and M. They they mention that early in the movie when they're like doing push ups and stuff. And then uh, yeah, he goes to gay. It goes to these gay S and M clubs, and then it's so funny when he shows up and he's got that weird like leather like vest on, yeah. but it's like kind of subdued, but still a little bit. It doesn't. It looks like it looks like the it looks like a Halloween costume. <laughs> yeah, it does. Right for an S and M joint, right. it doesn't look like actual leather. And how weird is it that he catches him there at a gay bar trying to get a drink, and then he's like, huh, "It's time to go do laps. We're gonna go back to school, and you're gonna run laps." Dude, he's a committed teacher. He's like, even on my time off, when I'm trying to get myself some nookie and get a little drunk, you know, hey, no. And he's like, hit the shower. You're not 21. <laughs> you can't have that beverage yet. I mean, come on. Like, the, the coach even gets his ass slapped by a towel. Not once, not twice, not three times, but I'm pretty sure there was a fourth fucking ass slap. Well, you know, that's what happens in locker rooms, is there's a lot of, like, you know, grab ass and popping towels and all that. <laughs> Freddy's over there like, ooh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
And um, don't they like pants each other? Your dreams. Don't they like pull each other's pants down in this too? There's like, yes. there's a lot of ass. And when, and when he gets out of the bed in the beginning of the of the movie, he like sticks his hand down and like adjusts his junk. We got this like shot. But to be fair, like in, in every other like movie of this style, with the female, it'd be you know it's all tits and, and ass. So it's just kind of shooting it the same way. I mean, I guess it is. Of course it is. I can't. Believe I mean, it that. is. But putting a man in the role and doing the same thing you do with uh, females, I mean, that's also kind of like help quality. What makes that's it what gay. it means. You know? I can't believe the director shot it. You're right. You're right, Brian. I can't believe the director actually shot it. Not. I don't believe his claim. I think he knew what he I was thought shooting. that isn't the director gay? No, the director's not gay. Oh, the, okay. I, the I only person that's gay in the, uh, that was involved in the film is the production designer, the actor, uh, Mark Patton. There's a super gay scene where he's yeah. dancing around in this room and he's supposed to be cleaning, and then like the girlfriend comes in and she's like, "Oh, he's super gay." Yeah, dude. Like, <laughs> this is why the director like fucking pisses me the fuck off, man. I was listening to an interview and he was like, you know, Mark was you know, he was putting that scene off and he was like, oh, you know, I'll come up with a dance and he was putting it off and putting it off. And we we got to the moment where we had to shoot it and we're all there. And it's we're him like, jerking all right, off. All right, Mark, let's see what you do. And he's like, we saw the dance and. What can you do? That's the page. You just got to shoot it. Uh, no, wait. Hold, hold the fuck up. You're no. You're the director, asshole. No, you know what you could do. You could go. Wow, that really sucks. Um, I decided we kind of ran out of money. We don't have time to shoot this. So she's just gonna enter as you're unpacking a box. Like, think of all the different things you could do. Like, you're the fucking director. You I think he's t- just a director for hire, hired to shoot what's on the page. Oh no, dude. He he fucking irritated the shit out of me in the making of. He was, he was I'll agree not, with you on that. He was not a fan of the first Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, Obviously. I, I can tell. <laughs> he doesn't understand why fans are mad that he broke rules. He He's didn't like, understand what, what, what was good about the first one. What rules did I break? Point them out to me. I don't see one that uh, held up to scrutiny yet. All of them? Uh, Talk about somebody who's like in denial. <laughs> yeah, right? You made, the fir- you made the worst one of these movies. It, 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 was, it was driving me crazy, man. It was, it was just absolutely driving me crazy. Like everything he said is just Wait, why not a lack just of did, preparation and a lack of caring. Why not just admit you made the Nightmare on Elm Street that most fans skip when they think about it? I don't think he read the script that closely. I think he got pages in the day, and that's what he shot. <laughs> and I think that's exactly. You're saying what, there was no like pre-production. He's just like, give me what we got. I don't think he. Yeah, I don't think he gave yeah. a fuck. Wow. I think he was a director for hire, and he showed up, and he was like, all right, what do we got today? Holy I, shit. I heard they were there, <clears throat> when they were doing the pre-production, they were talking about the pool party scene, and apparently somebody had said it was going to be you know, shot in the daylight, because it would save them a lot of money. You don't have to light a whole exterior backyard of a house. But in the script, they're waiting until the parents go to bed. And the cinematographer, who was that Jock Haken, who shot the frickin' first movie, same cinematographer, he's like, what? No, we're not doing that. He's like, we're not doing that. He's like, I don't care what money you have to move around what. He's like, we have enough lights. We can light a backyard. Make the time. But they didn't have enough lights for the boiler set, which is why that looks so shitty. That's not the DP's fault. They literally did not have enough lights to light it. So, director's probably sitting at that meeting going, I wonder why he cares about shooting it during the day. It's like a pool party scene. It should be fun, right? Haven't you ever seen an Elvis movie? Come on, dude. <laughs> oh, my God. Imagine an Elvis movie with Freddy. The first time there's, like, makeup. <laughs> yeah. the first... Elvis would come out and he'd pull out the guitar. First time there's, like, a makeup effect going on, he's like, huh, 
I bet this is a horror film. (laughs) 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 It kind of seemed that way, man. Yeah. It really broke my heart, you know, what... Knowing that that guy got the opportunity to, to make Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2. And he just wasted it. Yeah. And he was, you know, the only reason he got the job in the first place is just because Bob Shea knew him because he was cutting trailers for New Line Cinema. The writer was, uh, the guy that wrote the screenplay, never written before in his life. He was like the film acquisition or the film inspector <laughs> at fucking New Line Why Cinema. Why are they throwing that $3 is, million dollars oh, at these people? Right? Isn't that, isn't that fucking insane? And, dude, and this is fucking 85. Because they don't care $3 about... $3 million. Dollars. That's, like some, that's like somebody saying, hey, look, here You're goes 10 million. You're trying to create a Bucket. franchise, and you do this. You don't even take what's the best part out of the first one. Right? The most endearing part. You take all the shit that you, that you think worked. It's fucking insane. Dude, my blood was boiling. I all was getting the, so pissed. All they cared about was they wanted Freddy Krueger in his same outfit with some knives on his hands and some blood. For some reason, they think that the that the that the glove is what is that is, is Freddy's a ghost and and he's like inhabiting this glove in this in this haunted house and then that's how he's like. Man, you're 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 really trying to make like sense of this possession shit. I, I mean, am. I, I don't have anything for you, dude. I mean, maybe, possibly. That sounds like I've heard I've read that um, a theory online before, but I don't know if that's true. But I mean, it makes sense. Like he did find the glove. Yeah. Why is it still there? It doesn't matter. Dude, you could set for... How long is the movie? An hour and a half? Yeah. No, I don't think it's even an hour and a half. I think it's is like it not? Eight, It's like 87 minutes. So you could set there through, literally through the whole movie. Why? <laughs> right, I wrote down... It's an hour, 20, uh, it's an hour 25 minutes, 17 seconds, and felt like three hours. And three frames. <laughs> like, oh my God. Please be over. I mean, if this isn't a class, classic example of the, like... Well, the indie film market's like, we don't care what it is, just make a good trailer and get it out so the people will pay money. Well, what I don't understand is why Jack Shoulder, uh, the director, why why did he not, like, try to make it good? Like, he's a nobody. He had made one other, like, little shit-ass, like, slasher film, Alone in the Dark, for New Line, like, five years before this. <laughs> this is your second opportunity. You got a $3 million budget, dude. Your last movie, you didn't even have a $1 million budget. You're getting your foot in the door. Don't you want to do good work? Dude, I would I would have directed the fuck out of this movie. Right? If he, you saw he, Mark even if it do was, that dance, you'd probably be like, no, no, fuck, we're not doing that dance, bro. Even if it was the gay anthem of the 80s, dude, we would have, we would have like, rocked it, man. I'm saying. He was probably just trying to come in on time and, and on budget. I mean, you can look at the end of the movie and clearly see they fucking ran out of budget. That goddamn cat that comes down and eats the rat. <laughs> Dude, I had to rewind that like five times because I was like, what the fuck was that? What just happened? Well, you know, a cat eats the rat, obviously. Well, like, they show a regular rat and then all of a sudden it's like a close-up of some gnarly teeth. And I was like, wait a minute, did the rat turn into a vicious rat? Did he go rabbit all of a sudden and then a rabid cat came and ate it? Like, no. I have no idea what the fuck happened. But there is some good makeup. What'd you guys think of uh, Freddy's new design? They changed his face a little bit, didn't they? Oh, they yeah, they changed it a lot. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to remember. It's like uh, like they got rid of all the pizza face look, and it kind of looks more like a burn victim with the really the, big cheekbones. Right. They changed his nose a little bit too. Oh yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah. He's not really in the movie that much. No, he's not. Which is kind of weird. Well, you got to explain all this uh, stupid. You know, backstory. Right. You gotta have that bird scene too, man. <laughs> what the fuck was that, dude? I have no idea. I was watching well, the uh, commentary, and uh, I think the DP said uh, 
he was talking to the writer. It was supposed to be along the line, along the lines of uh, taking a, a bird down to a, a mine shaft. So you know, if, if a gas is released, it affects the bird first. The bird can sense it before. Right. But it doesn't explode, bro. I know. I know. That was look. That's what he had. It does. It still doesn't make it make sense. Well, I read that the part of the reason for the birds is is the you know they're love birds, and so when you got the scenes of of is it Jesse? Yeah, yeah. Jesse and Grady, like you know, doing push-ups and they're bonding. That it, it's cutting back and forth between love birds and them as an allusion to them being love birds. Oh, so maybe the love bird burning up is you know. The flamer. The fl- <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I was trying to work it out, but you beat me to something better. There you go. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, no, I think there was rough. a page of script that said bird explodes. <laughs> All right, we're going to shoot the bird exploding. That's exactly what the director did. And he was like, you know, hey, there's nothing gay about this movie at all. He's inside me. He's inside of me. That's right. And cut. All right. Moving on. <laughs> Print. <laughs> gate's clean. Moving on. <laughs> oh. Got a little white stuff stuck in the gate. The whole time he's directing this, he's like so excited. He's writing his own script on the side. It was like, that's great. That's great. This is going to be a hit. I get to make my own. What a All you got to do is put Freddy in a movie and it'll be excellent. But this one wasn't a, a wide release. It wasn't until the next one, right? That's right. So, yeah. So, this was still under the radar. So, maybe he just thought. You know, some little shitty movie that I'm going to do until I do my next shitty movie. I mean, movie. dude, it still made like $30 million. I think it was like the, it was in the top 25 highest grossing movies of that year. And everyone was pissed. Was everyone mad when they came out of this the- out of this in the theaters? You think? Yeah. I remember like getting Fangoria articles and people were still asking questions of like, what the fuck was up Wait, with that second what? nightmare movie? <laughs> what happened? Where's the nightmares? Yeah, I think they put three out really quick to try to... Oh, I mean, this one was really quick. This one was a, um, out, out a year. year. Yeah, a year today from the uh, release date of the first one. It seems like I remember seeing an interview with Bob Shea, and he was like, yeah, as soon as we saw Reaction, we were like, do three, do three, get it out of there. <laughs> you gotta bring back Nancy. <laughs> I can't believe there wasn't, like, uh, n- none of the critics at the time really picked up on the the gay the gayness of the film. I'm- you know, Maybe they were just like, you know what, we're not even going to give them credit for having like symbolism. This is the dumbest shit ever. That's what pisses me off the most, that fucking writer trying to be like, look at me, I was, I'm taking credit, I'm trying to make exposure for the fucking gay community. Fuck you, asshole. I saw the end of your fucking movie with a woman kissed him. Fuck you. <laughs> Grady should have stayed alive and fucking kissed him. Then, then I'd give you a fucking standing ovation, you fucking ass face. I'm sorry, bro. These, cha- fuck, these filmmakers pissed yeah, me. Yeah, chapter two did it better, right? <laughs> uh, Richie is wearing the same goddamn shirt that Mark Patton wears in this shirt, uh, in this film. Um, the uh, really the shirt when he's doing the dance. Yeah, yeah, that yellow shirt. That's the same shirt that uh, uh, Richie's wearing. No shit. Yeah, when he sees like uh, Pennywise when he's doing, he's in the Paul Bunyan statue. Yeah, 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 yeah. Same no, shirt. Really? Yeah, that's the cool. Crosses so there's are an smaller. allusion to this. The first like first gay horror movie, and then now I did like the uh, I do like the school bus intro. It's nice. It's also cool to see uh, Robert England, you know, driving the bus for like a second. Yeah, out of makeup. Yeah. Looks like somebody's dad, you know. (laughs) It does kind of ruin that scene when you see him, though. You know the actor. Yeah. And then, but doesn't it switch to a different driver? Or is it the next time? That's at the end. Okay. Yeah. Well, actually, no. uh, 
when he starts going across the <laughs> when he starts going across the field, you can tell it's a stunt driver driving it. It switches. Oh, does it? Yeah. You can. Oh, okay. But I like all the like stop motiony stuff, like when it goes on the cliff and everything starts breaking and falling. Oh, yeah, and... that's not stop motion. Those are just little models. Oh, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah like little. Yeah, super cool. Yeah, that stuff is pretty cool. They they did a good job with that. Yeah, I, I'm not happy with a lot of the the makeup stuff. And like when he grabs Jesse and he's like, "You've got the body, I've got the brain or mind or whatever the fuck yeah. he says." I think he says brain, and he like actually rips open the skin. You and see it, the yeah. He has no skull, by the way. It's just straight skin to brain. Which the actual toy from the I think this is uh, the famous pull toy. Uh, I think this is from Dream Warriors, but they actually put the brain on the toy. In Dream Warriors, do the knives start at the knuckles? All right, look, bro. It was it was it's, it's, it's an '80s toy, okay? That's terrible, right there. It's an '80s toy. Did they even fucking look at the movie? <laughs> did, did, did I show you my Godzilla? It was from the '80s, okay? It looks like a <laughs> dinosaur. Uh, T Rex got a hold of a Stegosaurus, and they had some kind of abomination. It happens. Yeah. Come on. Okay. Stop making fun of his toys. I'm sorry. <laughs> you, you remember He Man toys, man? I used, to, I used to have the He Man sword that would glow. Oh, I never had that one. It was yellow. It was awesome. I had the one that broke apart. You know the power grace call. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> yeah. I also had the Thundercat sword too. Oh you fucking yeah, Oh, dude. you son of a bitch. Thundercats <laughs> <laughs> oh! oh! I'd always hold it up to my eyes and shit. <laughs> I always wanted that sword, man. I never got that motherfucker. Yeah. That's excellent. Never got that goddamn giant Voltron too. Things that got away from my childhood. Uh guys, I think we're uh, we're done here with uh part dose. Uh let's rate it. Benson, I'm going to take that fucking... Uh, <laughs> I'm going to fucking whip your ass. It's just this whole thing has been nothing but mic noise. <laughs> Come on. Get over here, bitch. All right, oh. guys. Benson wants inside you. <laughs> Benson put the glove on. Now he wants inside Brian. <laughs> All right, guys. Let's rate Nightmare on Elm Street. Part dose. I give Freddy's it, Revenge. I give it a four, Brian. Wow, that's really high. Is that high? Wow. Yeah, that's that's, that's was... one point away from mediocre. Yeah. Yeah. I give it a four. Okay. Benson? I was debating on giving the first zero, but I'll give it a one. All right, yeah. I'm going to give it a one, two. Just a one, not a one point. Two, yeah, just one a point one. Two. It doesn't deserve one. that point, two. Yeah. I think uh, yeah, Kevin like, Yeager. I literally debated, can I give it the first zero? And I was like, no, there's some makeup stuff that yeah. deserves. Kevin Yeager did a good job. Some of the cinematography is pretty pretty good. Like when he, like like I said, when he does the uh, you have the body, I have the mind, or yeah. brain, when he's doing that rep, there's a nice little pin light. Um, that's on uh, Freddy's eyes on his close up I like that I thought that was good that was it <laughs> <laughs> they didn't play the Elm Street theme either that yeah dude I didn't realize that but yeah you're right they don't they don't they don't play that and that's like quintessential it's like it's like like I, like I said they 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 did everything they thought was what was good from the first one but they missed everything that was actually really good because they didn't like the first one People That's that, fucking insane. The people that actually made this movie did not like the first one. So everything that they thought was good was like the stuff that you built. Like, yeah, they could have done without that. When the writer was hired. It's terrible, dude. Yeah, it is bad. It's fucking terrible. When the writer was uh, hired, um, I, they asked him, like, oh, hey, you, you want to come in here? Uh, you write, right? Yeah, okay, all right, yeah. You, you're, on the weekends, yeah, you come in here and see if you can uh, try to write a sequel to this piece of shit. <laughs> what? Yeah, that's what they said to him. So he felt no pressure. To follow up Wes Craven's original classic. Well, no I think, pressure at all. I think they'd probably seen Scream, the TV series, by that point, and were kind of over it. 
God damn it, Jared. God damn it, Jared. <laughs> what is it with this joke about this, this ongoing thing about Scream the TV series? Because it's it, terrible. It's terrible. It's just so bad, well, man. Why you want to why you want to be be the name of the late great Wes Craven? Damn, this is getting all yeah, right. Wow. <laughs> Look, wow, Benson, take... if anything's funny then everything's funny. So, I was just asking you a question. I just answered it. <laughs> I don't know. The director's not funny. The writer's not funny. Not for this fucking movie. David Jaskum, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Jack Shoulder, go fuck yourself. Oh, you know what? What? I'm so pissed off at Jack Shoulder. This motherfucker teaches at some fucking goddamn university in North Carolina. If you're a student there. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> get a fucking refund. Your education is shit. If you're not like hounding him every single day and asking him how he, why, why he took it upon himself to try to ruin the uh, A Nightmare on Elm Street franchise. For real, how did this fucking move? How did they make a fucking another one? How do you sleep with yourself, sir? Because <laughs> like, it made money. How dare you? He's like, yeah, this movie was a success. But at least Bob Shea was smart enough to go, okay, we can't do another one like that. <laughs> but that's crazy, man. Like, Bob Shea, like, he seemed like he was pretty happy with everything while they were making this one. The next one, part three, was fighting him tooth and nail over fucking everything. Because they're trying to spend money. I promise you, I guarantee you this guy was just there to turn a day, get his day done, try not to go over budget. Do not piss off Bob Shea. I don't know. I was, yeah, super, these guys. No, no creative me. thought whatsoever. Yeah. All right, guys. Roll the trailer, Brian. <laughs> Wait, how are you doing the trailers on this one? Uh, we're probably going to open with the, uh, the trailer for two, so... Uh... Yeah, we're going to play the trailer for uh, A Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3, Dream Warriors, and uh, we'll come back and talk about it. That was a trailer for A Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3, Dream Warriors. They didn't show you anything. Hey, man, that was a good trailer. I like that, though. You can't complain that they gave away the good parts. You can tell That's they, true. They, they had some more money. They're like, look, we're going to shoot something just for the trailer. But they also said, look, we're putting the two things that really make this movie. The glove and that fucking house. Dude, did you see the minute they have a dream sequence in this movie? They put Nancy's dilapidated house back there. Kids doing the jump rope, yeah. singing the one, yeah. two, Freddy's coming for you. And they were like, look, hey guys, Freddy's back. And this time it's not like little girls, like two little girls. It's like it's like some boys. It's another group. <laughs> like, <laughs> like Freddy's not fucking around this time. Oh, man. This was uh, this was actually something special, man. Nice return to form. I really, really enjoyed rewatching this. So, in timeline, this movie is supposed to take place six years after the original. Man, that house really deteriorated in six years. Well, wait, no, this is the this is the nightmare version of it. I mean, that's not the actual house. Come on, <laughs> it's only seen like that in dreams. But I don't know why anyone's dreaming about this. Because Freddy's putting it in there. In their dream. I guess well, Freddy can't let that house go. He's like, all right, look, 
this is <laughs> this is where that bitch pulled me out into the real world and she you know defeated me by turning her back on me and he's just mad and he can't let it go yeah I guess and that's that's where his glove was housed yeah that's true so you know the, you know the power of the power glove so he's like hey Kristen <laughs> girl that's never been in any of the other fucking Nightmare on Elm Street movies dream of Nancy's house yeah and she's like, okay, I'm going to make some paper mache of it. Whatever. I don't give a fuck. How it's weird cool. is that paper mache? Nice. Like, I thought she was baking a cake at yeah, first. It, it, does, it does seem like right? she's like baking. It's like or icing. Like baking or, cookies or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doesn't it start with like flour? She's like doing like flour and like yeah. milk or water or something. I don't know. She's pouring something in there mixing it up. So what was your favorite like kill moment in this movie? My favorite moment's not actually a kill moment. It's the fucking snake, dude. The Freddy snake is fucking amazing. Oh, he starts eating her? Yeah, I thought the vein puppet was man. My, oh, that my, is fucking awesome too. My favorite. There's so many good. My favorite killer, the needle hands. Oh, what a rush! What a rush! When I was a kid, I thought I the tongues were pretty freaky. Oh, with the which tongues? Yeah, there's, you there's, talking there's, the little the mouths? Like, no. like holding the dude over the pit? No, where the nurse like his tongue is connected. Oh. She spits the tongues out and ties him to the bed. Yeah, yeah, that happens a couple times in the movie. Man, I was I was gonna say this, but I, I wanted to bring this up uh, in the uh, in the documentary Never Sleep Again, the giant four long one. They originally had the woman. I was wondering all if they were gonna cut to that. Yeah, that's great. She had, she, she was like in Freddy makeup from boobs up, so she's just a normal hot chick with a Freddy face. Dude, I th- when I was watching that, I thought they should cut back to that, but they didn't. Yeah, they they said it looked too uh, too goofy, but I, I don't know. I thought it was kind yeah, of. I think it's kind of hot. <laughs> Uh, but uh, back, back to the, okay. uh, the, the, the the scene where the girl gets the uh, the, the needles, where you know he, he gives her what she wants. The little close up of her like track marks going. Oh, the little mouths. I'm hungry, mom. Oh, dude, it's so creepy. Yeah, give us, give us the drugs. That's what's really nice about this entry. It straddles a line between goofy one liners and still being scary. Well, and it's playing on like their deepest fears and. There's actually some kind of like personal character connection yeah. for these characters. They're not. It's, it's not just like okay, look here, dumb teenagers, blah blah blah. Let's dump them off. They're actually at least trying to give them. It's surface level, yeah. But they're giving them a fear, and they're going with it. You know, like even like the I mean, kid even, that's the wizard in his dreams, and it happens in your dreams too, which is excellent. Even surface level yeah. is he's playing off of like your real life problems and fears, but in in the dream you can go with your greatest fantasy. Oh, that's true. And then Freddy. You can tell Wes Craven came back because these are like ideas he likes to play with. Yeah, Wes Craven was back. Mm-hmm. And he wrote this with uh, with another writer. And then apparently that script was really too expensive to film. <laughs> I'd like to read it. Yeah, me too. Uh, I think it's online. I, uh, you, I found, you can read it. I found a draft of Nightmare on Elm Street 3 online. But I think it was the Darabont draft. And then Chuck Russell and Frank Darabont. Yeah, they rewrote it. And even their draft, though, that got trimmed um, quite a bit. Because I think it was originally, like, estimated budget was, like, $20 million. New Line was like, oh, no, 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 no. We'll give you five. Oh, wow. $20 million is way too much. So, I mean, but still, like, when you watch this movie for $5 million. Man, that's, that's a good $5 million. Yes. I mean, like, we're getting back to we're using our money well. On screen, like the original Nightmare on Elm Street, we have Chuck Russell in here, a director that cares about the fucking project. 
fighting for his vision. I mean, granted, trying this to, is a B movie. Trying to tell a story. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a fun movie. It's a really well-made B movie, though. Yeah. And Nancy's back with big hair. Big hair. And she did close her mouth like half the time. Kind of. Yeah, I, w- I was noticing it. Yeah. she. But you, you knew she was working on it. You could tell she's like, she would like end a sentence and then like tuck her, <laughs> tuck her teeth in. Unless she was talking to the doctor for whatever reason. She just, it was like. Well, that, that's her sex thing. She's like, <laughs> if she shows you her teeth for like an extended period of time, like a little bit longer than normal, that means she's down. I did not find that believable at all. Look, all I'm saying is Nancy in the last movie was with Johnny Depp. There is yeah. no way she's going to end up with this doctor. I don't buy this shit at all. Well, she's on these fucked up like pills and shit, so she doesn't dream. And then she's like, <laughs> she's on like psychoactive drugs. Yeah, she's like some on some fucked up pills, and you know, she's like, all oh, my boyfriends die. <laughs> they get sucked into beds. <laughs> You'll do it for now. Yeah. You won't last long. <laughs> oh man, she's got this weird attachment issue. <laughs> I do like that they have like a like hit, uh, Nancy is on Hypnosil, so that explains why she's no longer dealing with Freddy. Right. And I like how they order that, and that it, it seems like that's going to be the problem, uh, the solution for the problem of, of Freddy. Like we'll just right. order this drug, and then we'll we won't have dreams anymore. And we can all go to sleep, and then it'll be fine. But they uh, they capture the one kid, the the mute kid. Yeah. So they have to go save him. And I like how they raised the stakes toward the final climax. I thought that was nice. I like the final battle a lot, man. Where everybody gets their, their power. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And their death scene. Yeah. Freddy fights them one by one. Give me your best shot. <laughs> <laughs> Although I thought it was weird that uh, King Cade, the black guy. Yeah. He ends up living in the movie. And the one guy that's like sleepwalking, being he just controlled lets him by go, right? Nice, what the fuck is that? And they stroll, asshole. It's like what? Was, was there some beef between those guys? I don't know, because he just like totally lets that motherfucker die. He knows Freddy exists. Yeah, like he's like, all right, good. At least he's after you. You know, there's that scene where they're in group. They all know that Freddy. Yeah, they're yeah. all aware of it. Think about how poor Nancy had felt. Oh. She shows up to just to you know do her job, and she's like, oh crap. Well, she knows that they're the last of the Elm Street kids. She busts that out in group, so I kind of, I don't know, you kind of know that she's looking out for these guys. Kind of scoping them. Yeah, she's so had her eye on them. If Freddy's fucking with you in your dreams, then he can make you do things in the real world that aren't possible. Like, go through doors that are locked and shit. Yeah, that that was true for the first movie. Is that? Yeah, Rod, when he, uh, when he dies, he's asleep and the... Uh, he gets choked by his sheet. The sheet comes up and goes around his neck. That's always been. That's he always. Been he didn't true. like go through a, a locked door. No, he got pulled up by a sheet. Well, it wrapped around his neck like a noose. And it was going out the window to where? Well, Freddie was pull, tugging on it. Right. Yeah. So Freddie's manipulating the sheet, the door. Yeah. Okay. So in the dream, like, yeah, maybe the door wasn't there. I don't know. Like, Tina was on the ceiling, bro. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, obviously, like, yeah, he affects shit in the real world. Yeah. I don't mind it as long as the person's dreaming. I have a problem when it's in, like, part two and the coach is getting balls thrown at him when he's clearly not asleep. Like, what the fuck is up with that? That doesn't make sense. Well, in this one, you could be awake and then um, that one girl can, like, pull you into a dream and you're not even asleep. Well, that's her special power. And, like, that's her dream power. You, like, just, like, black out. You're like, holy shit, I'm in a dream. 
That's fine. Look, that's rules that they're establishing in this movie, and they're following those rules. I'm okay with that. That's fine. I'm totally fine with that. If you want to say that Christine can bring anybody into any any dream at any moment, then that's that's cool. Because she's the dream master. Okay, I'm gonna keep throwing these at you. What about like how fucking how for some reason in this movie, um, Freddy's uh, they, they they find out they add this whole other like storyline of like his his mother. Oh, Amanda Kruger. Amanda Kruger and how she uh, got trapped in some insane asylum or whatever. Yeah, she was a nun and like got raped a thousand times or whatever by a hundred maniacs. Yeah. Okay, that's funny, right? Uh, but anyways, uh, and uh, <laughs> the bastard son of a hundred maniacs. Yeah. Okay. And also, uh, Freddy's awesome. bones still exist, and they need to be buried in 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 hallowed ground. That's right. Um, but With holy water and a crucifix. So adding a whole religion element. Oh yeah, into yeah. The movie. So, so the guy goes and steals a fucking crucifix, and he gets some, he, he dumps out his alcohol and gets some holy water, and he's gonna go get the bones, and he's gonna dig a hole and, and make it happen, right? But just as they're getting to do that. Fucking, <laughs> Freddy's like razzling all the kids, you know, and he's like, "Oh shit!" And he like, when he like apparates over <laughs> back into his his skeleton form. Yeah, like, <laughs> what's the movie with the fucking skeletons that fight Jason people? The Jason the Argonauts. Yeah, it's just exactly the same as that. Seventh Voyage of Sinbad. Yeah, there's one. There's a skeleton where Sinbad fights. Yes, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> I That's wish insane. Harry, I wish Harryhausen was had done this. That would have been awesome. Why has it, it wouldn't have been. It would have been great. It would have been cool. <laughs> but what, oh. like, why, why hasn't he uh, like transformed himself back into his skeleton form and come out of there and attack people like that? Already? Why would he want to be in his skeleton form? Well, they also make they also give you like a little script. They they have they throw a little <laughs> line in there to fix it right before because that's when he breaks his, his shirt open. Well, Nancy he's stabs him. The, the, okay, yeah, he's got all the faces. Yeah, she stabs him with something and like. You know, he's like, oh, I'm hurt. <laughs> and he's like, psych. He starts pulling out. And Nancy's like, oh, my gosh. He's more powerful than before. And powerful. he's like, yes, the children's soul. And he rips his shirt off. And, and there's get, all these faces. Yeah, it's pretty cool. That, yeah. I mean, it's yeah, yeah. cheesy and whatever. But it's cool, though. That's their fix. They're like, look, I'm more powerful. I got all these extra souls from all the Elm Street kids. These are the last. Oh, only no. got. What's he got? He's got uh, Nancy. There's four more left. That's it. And that plays a part in the fourth one. So if so you, maybe he's able just because all the Elm Street kids are are giving him strength. Okay. Maybe he's able to jump into a skeleton for that moment. And plus, so, if you if you honestly think about it, you can live as a ghost in a dream world that right. you control, or animate your skeleton in the real world. Well, it's kind of like he's a ghost, though. He can like inhabit things and again, it's like they. What they do with the fucking skeleton coming alive is so fucking badass and so fucking amazing. I'll give this plot hole to him. I get, you know what I mean? If your yeah. outcome like trumps your little plot well, hole, the, I don't the, give the a fucking, fuck. The fucking what was cooler than the skeleton was the little the, the little doll, like the little marionette where he comes to life and like and like he's like little, you know, <laughs> walks across the room. It's so badass. <laughs> yeah, that's cool too. Yeah, there's some really cool shit. There's a lot of cool stuff, man. But like, so say if you were playing a video game, then and you are Freddy in the video game, and you're going around and you're collecting souls, right? So every soul you get, maybe you get a power for it. You know, the more souls that he gets is like more experience, and then he gets to he gets stronger and learns new things. I have so many one ups, <laughs> bitch. I can just fail. He's like, he, he you can the, totally tell this is in the early stage of the video game, mind. <laughs> <laughs> every person he kills, he gets their power. Yeah, 
What up? Ding! <laughs> How many Fred. coins do you have, Freddy? Freddy's unlocked a new ability. I do remember watching, like, the like made-for-TV version of the making of Part 4. And they, oh, yeah. they show that huge wall with all the faces. Oh, yeah. That's all set up here, though. Yeah. It's it, it's done better in 4, but this is still... I mean, they threw this together at the last minute. Dude, but that set, though... That like I mean, it's like a hill version of a boiler room. It's like uh, like where he's he's got uh, the mute kid all tied up. Yeah, that uh, I love that set, man. It's so cool. You know, it's it seems so big budget. It's got a nice uh, uh, what's that Indiana Temple of Doom feel? Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. This is the movie that makes me when I when I watch is like okay, this is like the Freddy movies that I've seen. I've seen glimpses here and there, you know. Yeah, this feels like it has all the the aspects of what what everything will become. This is kind of like getting us back on track. Yeah, this is the one that kicks off the next few sequels because they all they all follow like storyline. Oh, really? So this is this was the beginning of a yeah. Of an like arc. Kristen yeah. is the dream master who the next movie is about, and then Allison, uh, this her is friend, Alice, Alice, yeah, her friend in the next one is the mother of the dream child. Because she's the dream man. She's the dream master, see? Her name's Alice, you know, like Alice in Wonderland. Oh, Oh, yeah, that's really cool. We're deep, bro. We're deep. (laughs) So deep. Uh, It's a B-movie. Yeah, what are you going to do? That's a fun one, though. This is when when Nightmare on Elm Street became A, dude. This is like when everybody knew about Nightmare on Elm Street. Is that this is when Freddy becomes a household name? Yeah, this is when he's on lunchboxes and shit. <laughs> yeah, the merchandise starts rolling out. The TV series started after four. Yeah, it was it was four that I remember being like the the big release. Oh yeah, when did that album come out that you sent me? Or you sent like oh Freddy's greatest hits? It's like do the Freddy and like fucking. Oh, uh, I have to play that for next. That that have to be next week. Was that for this movie? Uh, no, that would have been no, that would have been in between four and five. There's like it's like it's like a bunch of covers and but like this a couple movie, originals. They actually put out a music video for. It. What was the song? Uh, was it Dokken? Yeah, it was Dokken. Was that Dokken video? Um, yeah, Dream Warriors. Yeah, we're the Dream Warriors. Super happy, boys. <laughs> Quick, kick me in the nuts, man! I can get there. When I used to work at the Hard Rock Cafe, uh, I would answer the phone and I'd be like. Thanks for calling the Hard Rock Cafe Memphis. This is Jared. Uh, we're, we're, wait, thanks for calling the Hard Rock where we're rocking like docking. You know, be, you know, I would always throw the docking in there. And they'd be like, oh, who? <laughs> <laughs> who? Who are you talking about? Docking. Do- is, is that something for your iPhone? What is that? <laughs> what, what? I don't even know if the iPhones were out when I was working at the Hard Rock. Oh. It was like a Razor flip phone. <laughs> You know the cool thing about a flip phone is, is when you hung up on a motherfucker, you really know you hung up. You can be like, all right, I'm done. Click. You know. That's true. And, you, and, and sometimes you do it really hard. It was like, definitely harder to butt dial. And you hope that fucking like slap went through the phone before it hung up so they knew that you did that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done talking to you. This is the one that I really remember like as growing up, like Freddie becoming the one-line king, Mr. Comedian in the movie. Welcome to primetime, bitch. Oh, man, I love that but At least scene. in this one, though, it still seems like he's in the violent one-liners. Yeah, and, th- you know, that's a that scene is a great example because I, I remember as a kid like, that moment when the arms come out of the TV, 
That was a jump scare, dude. Fuck yeah, it was creepy as shit. When you see that for the first time? And his head like pops up and he's like, yes. he's stretching out. Yeah, and then you get the funny like, welcome to prime time, bitch. And it's like, oh, yeah, you know, you start laughing. And then when the head goes in, it's kind of shocking. Dude. But then when Lawrence Fishburne, who, fuck, we haven't mentioned is in this fucking movie. Larry Fishburne. Yeah. <laughs> when he comes into the room and sees her head just like laying in the TV, I've always found that fucking disturbing as shit. Well, yeah, It's but like funny, but. How does he dark at think the same that time. that's suicide it's like above there's no chair there's no like ladder like she how fucking fuck, ran into the fucking tv bro she jumped above her headline there's yeah. no way she got up there and did that well that's what's kind of comical about it and that's why it's well, also like really like, fucked up about it. crazy homes they see stuff that they're all time like man i don't see how these people do what that. i mean dude there's a movie there they're the elm street <laughs> kids i'm sure that's not the strangest way these kids have died well apparently that line was uh, an improv on uh, robert england that was not in the script. Yeah, that's true. So there you go. There's his. That's his genius. Oh, the "You Are All My Children" from Part Two. That's also a Robert England really? improv. Yeah. So it's like pretty much like every other great line from one of these movies is. What about you? Want to suck face? Want to suck face? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I haven't. Uh, <laughs> I haven't revisited the special features for that. So we'll uh, we'll see. Maybe. Who knows? Which one was that one in? Is that that's four? Four. Yeah. We talked about um, them adding, like, the religious, I guess, I don't want to call them religious overtones, because I guess the religious solution in this film, like, Jesus is beating Freddy in the movie, and it's just, I don't know, he's a supernatural entity, and I like that. It grounds it a little bit? Yeah. It does, like The Exorcist, you know? I mean, I know that's silly. Well, it's in the song, Grab Your Crucifix. In the first one, she's on the wall, you know. She, it she, is, but they go with an Eastern philosophy to deal with the problem in the first one. And, I, you know, I mean, I well, like... They, you know, it's new age, they're branching out. Yeah, I like the bringing in Catholicism into yeah. this. I think, that, I don't know, it works. It also makes it feel a little bit more... It makes it feel more gothic and hammer horror, you know what I mean? I think that's what they were going for. Yeah. Just more kind of classic horror. Especially with the nun showing up, his mom, like, disappearing Weird in ghost, and ghost, you know. Yeah, I always thought this was a big step forward. Definitely for me. You had to take some kind of step. Anything would have been a step forward from two, but... No, but this is kind of like the aliens of the series, I think. You know, where it's... Yeah, it, I mean, it It kind of defines where we're going to go from here. Yeah, they, they're taking the, all the ideas from the first movie, and everything they're adding it just makes sense. Yeah. And it's building upon what came before. As opposed to doing what the second installment did and destroy it. And just ignore everything that came before. Guys, what do you mean? What do you mean we're, we're destroying it? Uh, what? I don't know. What, what, what example of uh, what rule are we breaking? What? What are you talking about? Why does the coach have to be asleep to die in a Freddy? I don't understand. What? What are dreams, guys? My notes for Nightmare on Elm Street 2 say haunted guy with glove. <laughs> with finger knives. Didn't you listen to Roger Rabbit in the first movie? Dreams are just a bunch of hocus pocus. Eddie? <laughs> oh, and even her dad came back. Oh, yeah. John Saxon is back. Well, that's the lead up to uh, <laughs> to her dying. And Freddy. Oh, dude. That is fucking hysterical, dude. Freddy just goes for the fucking kill. He's like, I'm just done with you. <laughs> Die. <laughs> she didn't even get a one-liner. No, man. Fuck you, bitch. No, just, I am fucking done with you. 
I'm sick of this Even shit. Even when he taunts her, he writes on that, uh, the dead guys, or the coma dude's uh, yeah, the chest. chest. Yeah, yeah. Come and get him, bitch. Yep. <laughs> yeah. You let him go. You get the feeling he's done with Nancy. Oh, he's so sick of her. Oh, yeah. But I love that effect, like, when the, the dad comes and goes like, for he, Like, he fucking descends and he comes down. <laughs> and it's like, and the music, everything is so perfect, like, 80s cheese. You're yeah, because like... Because she's, she's like, it's over. It's over. Oh, my God, it's over. So she's like, so you think, oh, wow, that wrapped up really quick. You know? That guy just had to scream? Yeah. That's all That's well, all you got to do. Well, okay, the last movie just took a kiss. Oh, all right. I guess that makes sense. Okay, all right. You always kill Freddy in an odd way. Yeah, like, with your mouth. Turn around. Or you just turn. That's, that's, why didn't she just tell everybody to turn around? Turn she gets in. She's around. like, well, obviously <laughs> that didn't work. <laughs> Should at least tried it. Oh man, I need to put that under there. <laughs> she should have told him to turn around. I don't know. I guess that is kind of a plot hole. But no, it, I just assume that she still had nightmare. That's why she's taking the medicine. Like, it did not work. Because the end of the movie is that she's in a dream at the end of the movie. Right. So, like, she's obviously still having to fight Freddy. Yeah. So she starts to take medicine to deal with it. Turning around just helped her that one moment. Don't they bring the uh, hypnosil drug back in Freddy vs. Jason? Yes. I thought so. It's been a while since I've seen that. That's a fun one. Memory serves. What are you guys thinking about them killing out, uh, killing off her in this one? Was it the thing to do? Yeah. Did we need to just go ahead and get rid of her? Yeah, it works. How everything played out, sure. Wasn't really expecting it. It was. Uh, I was like, oh shit! I was mad uh, when I first saw it. I was mad, but was it like when Freddy's Dead came out? I, I yeah, I remember like picking that up on VHS and renting it, and just being like, you know, Nancy should be in this. This is the final one, but it all worked out in the end. Yeah, because we got a new nightmare, which is awesome. And yeah. it's got Nancy in it. Well, Heather Lanky. Wait, Freddy's Dead is next, or there's one in between? No, no, no. Um, that was like the end of the series. It was you know? they, When they put out Freddy's Dead, they were making a big deal of this is the last oh, one we're going to make. Yeah. We're going to kill him off for good. Because they would always say that, and I they think would the, bring him back. That was the actual tagline, wasn't it? Like, we've saved the best for last, or something Yeah, like and that. it was horrible. The final nightmare. It's final. <laughs> Just like part four of the Friday the 13th. It's the final chapter. Part four of 12. Seven movies later. <laughs> <laughs> if that lawsuit ever gets done, they'll make another. Uh, oh, but you know what? I just realized uh, Halloween's going to actually be the longest running uh, horror slasher franchise uh, once these next two movies get done. It's going to. Oh, really? Yeah, it's going to surpass uh, Friday the 13th. Wow. Because they're doing two more. So that'll be 13 entries. Did y'all see the little teaser trailer they released? No. Yo, yeah. There's really nothing to it. Yeah. It's the house burning from the end of... Uh, We've already seen that. Yeah. And it says Halloween Kills. And what's the other one? It's Halloween, Halloween Kills. Thrills. <laughs> and Halloween Ends. Ends. Yeah, that's what it is. So it's 2020 and 2021. That's an odd title. Halloween yeah. Kills. But you know, it's better than... I mean, what else? You can't call it Halloween 2. <laughs> that would be really fucking confusing. Well, yet, let, yet again, they have the dark call it there. The next Halloween, Halloween again, and then the next one be the Halloween after that. Just call it Halloween, Halloween, and then Halloween, Halloween. Halloween. How have we never had a Halloween Returns? We had a Michael Myers Returns. Oh, that's true. The Return of Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Oh, one thing I did want to talk about uh, brought the uh, theme back. Yeah, they did bring the theme back. Yeah, it's in the trailer. 
I was trying to think about in the movie, though. I know they, they brought the nursery rhyme back. I remember hearing that in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it opens up with that. I mean, they did play the nursery rhyme in part two as well. But they didn't play that. They did not play the theme. Yeah, and that was brought back. Uh, I can't remember what. Uh, the I don't remember what scene was. it was. I just remember when I heard it, I went, ooh, bring that up. They did bring the music. We talk about the uh, transitions and dreams. No, so, no. I, I, I do. I do want to talk about those because I. I think they're handled in this movie the best of the entire series. If memory serves, they definitely are handled the best of the three that we've seen so far. How uh, characters go in and out of the dreams, the camera work there, I think is just really yeah, well done. I think this is the best one. Yeah, like when Kristen, um, who is played by an Academy Award winning um, Patricia Arquette, when <laughs> when she has her first nightmare, the camera's cutting back and forth between a, a, a dolly in on her and a dolly in on um, the paper mache Nancy house. It's all destroyed, right? Yeah. And it's going back and forth to her, and then it just cuts to this medium shot of her in bed. Yeah. Just straight ahead looking at her. That's right. And you see a leaf come down, and you see wind blow her hair, and she sits up just a little bit, and the camera goes back just a little. You and know? she's in the front yard of the... Nancy has. Well, you you keep waiting to see what she, what she's seeing, and then the camera goes back finally when she, on her move, and it reveals the house. But you never see what she saw in her room, what she woke up with. You never see that. And there's another one too where uh, she's in her uh, she's in her her room, and there's a tricycle, and the tricycle comes in and it melts. And it's got the blood tracks, and then it melts. Yeah, yeah, she goes out into the hallway. It cuts to her. She's backing up. She's in the hall of the hospital. And then all of a sudden, the her door closes. Door closes, and it's the front door yeah. of the of the actual fucking Nancy house yes. set. It's it's so well done. Yes, I well thought, thought out. I thought this was a between like yeah from all from all of them I can remember the one that feels like the most like dreams. Just how weird dreams can get. Oh yeah, because like in the first one, yeah. like they would dream about going down the hallway outside the classroom or going outside the house or they might end up in his boiler room but this like the bed is in a yard and you got giant snakes right your faucets come alive that was another one. Oh, i love the faucet oh, dude that was so good you know like when the mom comes in that's a good like snap into like her coming her that it's, wakes her up it's setting up all the the suicide stuff you know oh that's true yeah too. yeah I I like, I'm glad they brought that back where it's like now Freddy is like, you know, using suicide again to cover his tracks. I read somewhere that it may have been the upside down stairs was one of the cut cut out ideas of this. Oh, they, but they bring that back in a uh, in five. Oh, okay. Escher painting. Yeah. Yeah. They, there is an installment. It's five. I knew that was. Yeah. It was in one of them. Because, I mean, that's just such a like you said, the Escher paintings. Yeah. You have a, to do it eventually. Such a memorable image. Are we ratings here, guys? I think we are. All right, guys. What do you think? Dream Warriors. I'm going to give it a nine. I really enjoy this movie, guys. I know it's a B movie. It's not pretending to be anything outside of what it is, but it's fucking really well made. It's really well put together. I really like all the performers here. I like that all these characters have things to do, things to overcome. I like these characters. I really like uh, the strung out... um, a chick, I forget what her name is. Oh, she's really Tick good. Taryn? Taryn. Yeah. She was I pulled so, that out of nowhere. Yeah, look at her fucking giant mohawk. Oh, dude, she's like, I'm a bad bitch and I'm, I'm beautiful. beautiful <laughs> and I'm bad. I mean, oh, dude, she's fucking awesome, dude. It's just, oh. 
You know, when she dies, yeah, I felt... I felt sorry we're losing her character, and like I felt the deaths in this one. See, I like I like the scenes that that, that 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 like you said, it feels more dreamy. Like when she goes in, and it's that world, you know. They 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 build they build the they build the locations really well. What did you guys think about the uh, the cinematography? Did you guys? Like, it was a lot cleaner this time. It didn't have that gritty '70s look. This had a much more cleaner '80s kind of '80s music video style. Yeah, what did yeah, you guys think was, of that? I, I, not a big fan of the 80s music video style. I'm not, but you know what? It works in a couple of scenes, but overall I don't I'm not a big fan of it. I think it worked for this movie, man. It made it feel like a more like a big budget. Right, but it's also blockbuster. It was a big like look 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 guys, we're back, right? And and we're good. <laughs> and uh, you know, I mean, like you know, this is we're going to lean this way now. No, dude, it was bold. It it they they did what they were supposed to do. They, they 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 brought back Heather. They brought back fucking Wes Craven. Like brought on Frank Darabont, dude, and Chuck Russell. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna give it an eight. I was thinking eight as I think well. Thing I'm most impressed with is coming from part two, where they, well, we know what they did. <laughs> How dare you? This time they or wrote they, a, didn't. they wrote a gothic horror script with a modern horror story and blended it like great. I, yeah, I agree. It's like you know, this is a classic Universal Hammer horror movie with Freddy in it. They finally realized that Freddy was the main attraction, right? He's the, the Dracula of the franchise. Yeah, like it, even when he's not like it's not Robert England himself. There's like all the monsters have some kind of Freddy Krueger iconography uh, to them. Like even the faucets, and they're they're that talking. That was so badass when it popped they're out. They're talking lives. about yeah. Freddy. They're talking about how to beat Freddy. Yeah, the snake's got the Freddy face, you know? And it like, even and says, like, you. The scales are his <laughs> sweater. <laughs> oh, I didn't notice that. That's badass. The what? He said the scales are the sweater. For real? If I'm not, if I think right, yeah. Oh, dude, no, I didn't That's notice, cool. man. Yeah, it's got fucking all that slime, man. I was kept looking at the. I may uh, be thinking of Beetlejuice, so don't quote me on it, but go back and look. Okay. It seems, like it, daughter, it seems like it, it does go slight <laughs> from yellow to dark. I mean, from red to dark. Yeah, they were saying on the behind the scenes that that was supposed to look like a penis. I didn't think that looked very penisy. What the snake? Yeah, Meh. I mean a little bit, but I mean I guess if like, it was in the last movie, it would look like a penis. I mean I guess snakes inherently look kind of phallic, but yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't really see it. No, nah. it just looked like a giant Freddy snake trying to eat somebody. Oh, dude, I love. That's I love all the behind the scenes where you see footage. The... <laughs> What's that? I love the behind the scenes when you see the like they're working with that. Oh, dude, that shot when it, like, fucking actually comes out of the floor and is eating the stunt dude, that shit is bad in the Renee, uh, not Renee, uh, the Patricia Arquette fucking wig. Oh, yeah. man, dude, that shit's badass. That looks dangerous as shit. Fuck yeah, it does. Gets, dude gets thrown up in the air, thrown down on the floor, no and, pad. And plus, like, going from one and two, like, the dreams don't get that elaborate. But then we go to this one, to giant puppet Freddy with Vane. Oh, that was so fucking sick, Is man. Is that not, like, just so much more imaginative? It's so much more, like you said, it's big. It's it's, it's dreamy. Like, like you know, <laughs> giant Freddy up with the moon, you know, being the, <laughs> the puppet master. And it's personal, too. And he, like, cuts the strings. I mean, it's cliched that the guy's making puppets and he gets controlled and killed like a puppet, but... It's so much more well thought out than anything in the second movie, dude. It's so well thought out. Yeah. I mean, it's it's simple, but they put effort into it. 
Oh, a lot it's of a it's a thought out movie aimed yeah. at seventeen year olds. Yeah, I mean that's why that, that kill scene works. It's it, it's visually cool, but unlike part two where you have a lot of cool visuals, it works with the story as well. I I really like that. It's my favorite nightmare sequel. I think it's like the Goldfinger or the um, Do you consider the aliens? You're saying it only goes down from here. Do you consider New Nightmare a sequel or just sort of a thing on its own? Well, I really wasn't counting that because, like, I don't know. Because I don't count that as a sequel either. A, lo- a lot of Freddy fans don't really like that one. Which one? Why? New Nightmare. I remember liking it, but, uh, you know. Well, a lot Because it's not really Freddy Krueger in the movie. And I get it. I understand. I, I get that complaint. Like, you know, How is it not Freddy? Because it's not Freddy. I have to watch it again. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah it's, it's, it's not Freddy. It's some, like, demon. The idea is, like, throughout the years, evil... Oh, whatever that's right. in, like whatever is a popular idea so that's if everybody right. believes in vampires then evil incarnates as a vampire well now Freddy has reached such a popularity that this evil is incarnating as Freddy I thought it was a brilliant idea yeah it's great hey man Larry Fishburne thinks the whole thing was caused by all those Elm Street parents doing LSD so on that note you guys have been listening to the Movie Crew Podcast. You want to get in touch with us, you can do so by sending us an email to themoviecrew at gmail.com. That's the movie crew and crew spelled C-R-E-W-E. That's right, extra E at the end of the word crew at gmail.com. You guys can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Movie Crew Pod. Vincent, where can they follow you, good man? You may follow me on Twitter at J. Edward Benson or on Instagram at J. Edward Benson, oddly. And you have a nice night. Edward Benson Oddly. And Jared, where can they follow you, good man? You can follow me on Instagram at CheckTheGate and on Twitter at Jared B. Callen. And you guys can follow me on Twitter at Elkins Edits. Uh, guys, we're going to be closing out the show tonight. I think we have to close out with uh, Dream Warriors by Dokken. I'm trying to try to close this show out, and uh, Jared's stabbing an invisible... Something. Well, when you wear the Freddy glove like I'm wearing right now, you just want to, like, fucking stab somebody. God damn it. This is what I got to deal with, people. <laughs> you left this out here. That's why we're playing with it. it, it you know, it, well, I left it out so you guys could play. It is fun to play with. Thanks. Yeah. All right. So we're going to be closing out the show tonight uh, with Doc and performing dream warriors we're also going to be playing uh track number one from the nightmare on elm street part two soundtrack freddy's revenge composed from christopher young the composer of hellraiser no less we're gonna be playing main titles and then we'll also play uh we'll we'll also play track two main titles from a nightmare on elm street uh part three dream warriors enjoy guys (laughs) 